Welcome to the Knock Knock Who's There podcast, the official voice of the Knock Academy. At the Knock Academy, we help busy parents and professionals like you move more and feel great via online group and one-on-one coaching. And this podcast will do the same. Each week on the show, your hosts, Gareth and Nikki Knock, will be talking to Knock Academy members about their fitness successes and struggles. We will also feature health and fitness experts sharing useful information and tips to help you achieve your goals. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Gareth here. No knock-knock intro today because it's just me, me on my own, uh, recording some content for you all. And this has come via the way of feedback. So I had some messages recently, also did some interacting and some polls on our Facebook page for the podcast. If you're not already in there, head over to Facebook, hit the link in the show notes. You'll be able to join that and see what's going on and share your feedback too. So I had a lot of questions about a few different topics and a whole heap of things came up. And what I figured I would do is keep this really succinct and just give you some top threes on the topics that came up. So the things I'm going to talk about today are health, time management, some fitness myths, some weight loss tips and myths, and how to improve your sleep. So these are things we've been asked about a lot. And there is in-depth versions on the podcast of all of these topics that you can dive into, nutrition, sleep, etc. But I wanted to reel off a few things that I think will really help you. So let's kick off with health. Three top ways for you to improve your health. And here's the things that you can start doing today, right now, and there's almost zero, there is zero investment other than a little bit of your time. So number one is walk more. The most underrated exercise that there is, walking more. A couple of reasons why it's so great is it gets us moving. It gets us typically outside in nature. It gets fresh air. It gives us some space with zero distractions. So definitely get some more walking in your life. Uh, reducing your screen time. This is a big one because A, all of the artificial light's not great, especially you know around bedtimes, etc. Uh, it doesn't do good things for our posture. And also as well, what we consume via you know social media and other media outlets massively impacts us from a mindset standpoint. So be aware of what you're consuming, but also reducing that screen time down so you can be more productive. We're going to talk about that a little bit when we discuss time management. And then the next thing you can do is increase your water intake. Stay hydrated. This is massive for our recovery, for our overall well being and just how the body functions. So stay hydrated, really important. All right, let's go into time management. This is something else we got asked about a lot and uh, got some feedback that we wanted to hear more about. So time management is kind of part of you know your health and your well-being. And I'm far from an expert on this, but what I will share are some things that I do um, that I think will really impact you. So number one, when it comes to managing your time, you need to build a routine. Routine and structure are key. Think about this from a animal or a child, um, any anyone, any successful person in, in business and in life typically talks about routine. And it can be a bit can be a bit dull and it's just another billionaire talking about how they made a billion dollars by having a routine. I get it. However, it is massively impactful and what it allows you is freedom. So it sounds restrictive, but it gives you freedom. And I'm talking about AM and PM specifically because it also impacts our health and well-being. Getting up, 
being ahead of the game on stuff, being prepared, and then finishing the day with a routine really impacts things like our sleep and our recovery. So build that routine, build it. If you need to draw up a spreadsheet or a calendar on your phone and plan it out hour by hour, get yourself that routine. Maybe it's laying your clothes out for the gym early in the morning, You know, getting your toothbrush ready and your meals ready. Maybe you can set off and get that workout in. You know, maybe it's a routine of making sure everyone is up in your house on time and you, you've got this structure, a bit like we do in our houses. We have this routine that runs between like 7 and 7.45 in the morning to ensure we're out the door on time and we get where we need to be and everybody's day gets set off with success right at the beginning. It sets the intention, okay? Tip number two on time management is prioritizing. You need to prioritize what is important. So to come and say to me, I I don't have the time to work out. Nobody has the time to work out, but we have to prioritize it. So you've got to see where is it important. So we always talk to our Knock Academy members about using the app. We send push notifications and reminder emails for you to book your sessions ahead of time to make sure that they're in your diary. Add them to your calendar so you do not miss them. And don't allow anyone to book anything in. If it's in your calendar, you know, all the booking apps and scheduling apps that are available now is if it's blocked out, nobody can book that time with you. So get on that. Make sure you prioritize. If you make exercise and health and fitness a priority, then it will become a priority and you won't miss. And then the last thing, and this one was, I was trying to think of something that was really impactful, but it's something I heard a while ago, and it is Parkinson's law. And basically what Parkinson's law is, is the theory that the work, whatever you have to do, will expand to fill the time allotted to complete it. So whatever it is, so if you said to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym today, I'm going to get a workout in, and you just hung around because you had nothing else to do, and you had two hours, you just make your workout fill that two hours, even though... You don't need to. You could get it done in 40 minutes, for example. If you're going to, you know, you want to clean the house, but you don't set yourself an allotted amount of time and you, you know, you try multitask and, you know, it could take you three or four hours to clean the house. I give this as an example because I did it on Saturday. I was short of time. I had an online course to be on and I wanted to get on and in this course that was starting in an hour. So I was like an hour. I've got to clean the house. I need to eat some food and shower. I did it in an hour. I allotted myself an hour's time and I got it all finished. Could I clean the house a bit better? Sure, maybe a bit more thorough, but I got it done. I cleaned all the things that were essential. So whatever time you allot to something, if you're writing an email, if you're completing a work task, is set yourself a time limit, a lot amount of time. Say, I have 60 minutes to complete this and get it done in that 60 minutes. Okay, and this also comes to things like distraction and we'll go back to reducing screen time and you know your distractions in everyday life because it's all massively impactful. So, and I think really with time management, and this goes for everything I've speak about today, is you can't hack your life. Okay, it takes commitment, it takes consistency and building those routines, as I mentioned. Um, There's no real hacks for time management. Time is what it is. It's how you prioritize and how you build that routine around it to give yourself that freedom and flexibility. All right, next up. The next thing I was talking a lot about, people are asking about the myths around fitness. And I've talked about this a lot on the show before. I talked a lot about it with Danielle recently when we did nutrition. But here's a few things that I want to touch on that I think are massive myths. There's three. Okay, number one is that you can work on target a certain area when it comes to things like fat loss or shape change. And and yes, you can to a degree if you're trying to build muscle and change shape, you can definitely do that. But in regards to reducing body fat in a certain area, um, this is impossible. You cannot spot reduce. You can't do abdominal crunches to reduce fat on your midsection. You can't do more squats and lunges to reduce the fat on your hips. It doesn't work like that. Okay, your body is not it's just the science, okay? Rather than digging in too much into that in this short episode is do a little bit of research. You'll see that when you're trying to, for example, lose body fat or shape changes, it's going to come down to getting the right nutrition 
And then also, I'm going to talk about that today too. And it's also about doing just consistent exercise, building that routine, being consistent with it and being patient with your body. Because sometimes those stubborn bits we want to work on are the last bits to change shape. Okay, next thing up is going to be more is better. Okay, this is another myth out there in the fitness industry that if we do more, it's better. This is not the case. Can it be? Yes. Is it typically? No. And it goes kind of to everything, you know, is, is more cardio going to be more beneficial for improving your um, fitness levels? No, you can do really efficient cardio in a short period of time, some interval-based training. There's almost nothing better to increase that, you know, your cardiovascular health and, and improve that. And it doesn't have to be a lot, okay? You don't have to do a lot of that stuff. You don't have to lift more weight or lift more reps or do more volume in your strength training to get stronger, to build more muscle. You need to be more efficient, get the correct exercise selection. This is where a great coach comes into play and is really beneficial for you. But it's not more is better. And the same comes to things like, you know, the more I sweat, the more weight I lose. Again, another bullshit myth that isn't true, okay? It's just about body regulation and temperature. The more sore I am on the workouts, the better progress I'm getting or the more muscle I'm building or the stronger I'm getting. Not necessarily true either. Can it be an indicator? Yes. But things like, you know, being sweating more is probably because you're hot okay so that's why wearing a sweatsuit would make you sweat a lot but all it's doing is your body trying to regulate temperature if you're really really sore after a workout this might just be because you're doing something different that you haven't done like a brand new program or a brand new style of workout or just simply you've done way too much volume and this would be a bad thing if you couldn't be consistent and you couldn't continue your workouts the next couple of days because you're incapacitated with pain and discomfort no one needs to be in that place and it doesn't help promote your consistency with your workouts and and it doesn't necessarily make it fun either (laughs) make it um, you know a success at the end of it or where you feel a success so more is not necessarily better there are many things that impact it but you know that's not necessarily a good indicator of a great workout you can get strong and make progress without being sore and uncomfortable all the time and then the last one on these fitness myths is going to be that you have to have either a expensive top of the range equipment or an expensive gym membership for you to get results i hear this as a hurdle all the time i don't have the money okay you don't need money to get in better shape you don't need money to increase you know to move more and feel good you don't need that okay does it help to invest in a coach yes it absolutely does and again i could talk about monies and priorities as well like i did with time management prioritize where you spend your money for sure you know a good coach can be expensive but worth its you know weight in gold but you don't have to you can walk more you can exercise with your body weight, best tool you've got, you know, squats, lunges, push-ups, things like that just to get us moving more, you know, playing with your kids, throwing on a few, you know, a free YouTube video and uh, doing an exercise workout with your kids when, you know, squeezing that in during the day. It's free. Yeah, right. You got to pay for internet, but, you know, YouTube's free and there's many other resources out there that are free. As I said, investing in a coach, yes, for sure is important, but you don't need an all singing, all dancing, you know, gym membership you don't need any of those things you could get a really reasonably priced on demand membership we happen to have one at the knock academy you know 10 bucks a month for you to get access to premium content that's going to help you with your fitness goals so it doesn't have to be a massive investment and you don't have to have all the you don't have to spend thousands of dollars kitting out your house with equipment and you don't need a real expensive gym membership either all right on to the next one this is something i don't talk about a lot it's not geared a lot to the results that you know i personally like to focus on or you know a lot of our members do but it does come up a lot and it's weight loss so here's a few things a few fads a few different things to be aware of when it comes to it so fads myths etc so there's a couple of things first of all for anything to work in regards to weight loss you need to be the simple fact is you have to be taking in less energy or less calories than are going out 
You want to hear more about that, go back and listen to the nutrition episode I did with Danielle a few weeks. She digs into this in great detail and talks about it, you know, with, with a really smart approach. But basically, you have to be in a deficit of calories or a deficit of energy for your body to start to lose fat mass or lose weight. So if you're thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, but there's a better way to do it or that there's not really a better way, you know, and I'm doing bunny air quotes, a better way to do it. There is different ways that suit different people. Okay, so you might think counting calories is great for you and it might help you keep on track and you know what proteins, fats and carbs you get, etc. But that might not be great for somebody, especially with somebody maybe with an eating disorder or has had problems with that in the past is that's not going to sit very well with them. Okay, because that might might exacerbate the, the issues around food and knowing how many calories are in things. Maybe for you, it's portion size. Maybe for you, it's going on a certain type of diet that works really, really well for you. But it's no, there's no magic bullet. You can't hack your weight loss if you don't get the fundamentals in place. And yes, there is a lot of science and a lot of other things involved, but you can't hack it, okay? You have to get yourself in that calorie deficit and you do that by adjusting your nutrition and moving more in your life. And in turn, that's gonna make you feel better and it's also gonna start to help you manage your weight and manage your body shape and you know, making sure that we're healthy, right? We don't, you know, can you be healthy and not be, you know, in a six pack body? Yeah, absolutely you can. And there's no need to be. And there's, you know, I don't think there's any point to have that goal. But, you know, there are a lot of health concerns that come with obesity. And, you know, there is a lot of people out there um, that are suffering with their health massively, their cardiovascular health, you know, their bones, their joints and everything. And, you know, I actually did a course at the weekend. And one of the slides that came up on the course about psychology was that, you know, looking at, at at nursing homes and you know care homes for the elderly and and looking at that there wasn't any obese people in there and one of the big factors in that is that they don't live as long so you know you have to be aware of that and it is really important the next thing is when you are making those choices is it has to be sustainable what can you do that's sustainable not what can you do for two months not what diet can you go until your vacation or your wedding or anything else that comes like that in your, you know, in your future or in your years coming up is what can I do that's sustainable for me and for my family? Being that role model and having that in your household is important for everybody. So make sustainable changes, make small changes. Don't try and change everything at once because they have to be sustainable for them to be successful. Because like I always talk about, consistency and patience are the name of the game when it comes to your health and well-being. Okay, and the last thing is really just a myth that, that gets me all the time is that we need to take something out of our diet when we're looking at weight loss or you know our fitness and health goals is you need to go low carb reduce carbs from your diet you need to reduce fat from your diet or take out saturated fats from your diet or we need to take out you know the proteins from your diet or reduce the animal proteins or whatever it is you don't need to take anything out of your diet in my opinion okay and again the nutrition episode I did recently you'll hear all about that so definitely go back and listen but it's not about your um, it's not about what you're removing from your diet. If anything, it's probably adding things like your fruits and your vegetables and your water intake and your whole, you know, your more whole natural foods. Adding more of those things is really important. And it also gives you an adding mentality, okay, rather than a taking away mentality. And, you know, that doesn't generally bode well for us when it comes to sustainability. So, it, like I said, there's no hacks, there's no magic bullet. You can't just take something out of your diet. And when you do take a one of the three macronutrients out, proteins, carbs, fats, out of your diet, guess what? Your calorie intake goes down, typically. And then what happens when that happens? You go in a deficit, you lose weight. So then the association is with anyone that's tried it that that's what you do to lose weight. Not the case. The science says that it's just a reduction in the amount you're eating, however you achieve that. So those are my three kind of tips. And, you know, just think of it, like I said, make it sustainable um, be smart about it, you know, just change little things as you go along. 
The last thing I wanted to touch on was improved sleep. Now, we did do a sleep series on the podcast recently as well. So definitely for, again, in-depth information, if you've got a couple of hours where you want to listen and this is really important to you, go back and check out those. We have some incredible guests coming on to speak about those topics. But here's a few things that will really help. Number one, make sure you are in a dark room, okay? So make sure the room is dark and the dark room is cool. So your environment is key, okay? A dark, cool room and uh, maybe even some white noise to block out things so it's nice and quiet for you too. Look at the routine for your kids or others in your house and be aware. It doesn't mean you have to change their routine, but you can support it to make it you know, better for them if needed. But just be aware. Be aware of how it impacts your routine. Okay, and set your boundaries around that. Be okay with that. You know, hopefully you're in a relationship in your house with your kids or your, your partner where you can have those conversations and say, look, I'm, I'm going to bed at this time. I'm getting up at this time. Build your sleep routine around that. Really, really important. And then the last thing I would say is a wake up and a sleep time that is the same. Wake up and go to sleep at the same time. So for me, it's 9.30. I have a routine that's evolved around it. So, you know, I shut my phone off at a certain time. You know, I do something that's kind of, you know, unwinding for me, whatever that might be. It might be chatting um, with Nikki. It might be watching a show. It might be doing something like that, reading. And then, you know, I do my journal and then I go to sleep. 9.30, I sleep by 10, wake up at five. I wake up at five, seven days a week. Okay, and this, I'm, I'm far from perfect, let's be clear, but I'm just sharing kind of what I do and what I've experienced is a sleep routine is key. Okay, making sure that get to bed at the same time, you get up at the same time and you do anything that supports that. And you'll hear all about that in the sleep series that we did recently on the show. But there's a few tips that you can work on for your sleep. So there's five topics, five topics in 15 minutes of top threes, top three tips or top three myths that, you know, we can bust today. Hopefully that's a short digestible episode that you can just listen to real quick while you're out on a walk or something. And hopefully it was impactful. I'd love to hear your feedback. So like I said, jump on the show notes, hit the link for the Facebook group, join it, and then vote on our polls, send us your feedback, let us know what you want to hear about on the show. If you want more of these short, sharp episodes, let me know. Okay, if you want to hear about from a certain type of guest or a certain type of fitness expert, then let me know. Okay, if you're interested in checking out what we do at the Knock Academy, you want to move more and feel great as a busy parent that's stressed out and not able to fit that movement in, then head over to the links in the show notes. Come try out a seven-day trial with us and let us help you get towards those health and fitness goals, get you moving more and get you feeling great. That's it for today's episode. We'll catch you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed the show, share it with at least one person and please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple. It really helps us reach more people. Come join our community by heading over to our website or finding us on social media. All links are in the show notes. And remember, the world of fitness is 10% facts and 90% opinion.